Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line and whatever your questions or comments are, we can get to them. All right. So thank you so much. Good morning, everybody here again. I'm glad y'all showed up. We're going to have a hoot nanny of a time. Joel, someone want to meet you. What's the name of the guy that want to meet Joel? Oh, you met him already? Who is he? And where is he? Oh. What's your name? Kobe. And Kobe, you a dance a dancer? Yes. Uh, you wanted to meet Joel? Um, yeah, sure. What's your impression? <laughs> um, he's cool. <laughs> he's cool? Yeah. Uh, are, are you a good dancer? I'm okay. Not the best, but I'm okay. Oh, uh, well, you need Joel. All right. He is the best. <laughs> All right. You came to the right place. All right. Um, I want you to react to something first, and then we get into what I want to talk about and what you want to talk about. Uh, here's what I want you to react to. Are you out of your con-picking mind? What do you think about that? It doesn't mean anything? <laughs> I mean, uh, SMR, what do you think about that? Um, I'm not sure. You just told me earlier. I, what did I say? I forgot. You didn't take your meds this morning. No, hold on, hold on. I forgot what I said. So here's what happened. A white man was debating a black man on Fox News, and the black man wasn't making any sense according to the white man, or whatever you're saying. And the white man said, Are you out of your cotton-picking mind? And then the white man is a common uh, contributor on Fox News that he was suspended for saying to the black man, are you out of your cotton-picking mind? And the white man said, I'm sorry. And so on the way out, according to the report, the white man ran into the black guy. He saw him leaving the building. And he didn't know. He said to the guy, oh, I didn't even know you were black. So he didn't know he was talking to a black man. And so now, what do you say? Yeah, I remember now. Um, I said that it wasn't a big deal that he said it, but that you shouldn't say stuff like that nowadays because there's going to be consequences. You should not say it because of the consequences? Yeah, you know, you're going to be fired or, you know, at least hated. Uh, at least hated? Yeah, there's going to be consequences nowadays for that stuff. For saying, are you out of your cotton picking mind? Yeah. Oh, uh, who think he should not have said it? Only Dalla, you why do you think he should not have said it, Dalla? Exactly what Esteban said. It's just uh, not the right way to navigate the world. There's lots of things that should be that are true, but you can't say, oh. as I've found out many times. <laughs> uh, yes, you think he should not have said it? No, I actually think cotton picking mind is just a saying. And nothing more, because you don't have to be black or white to be out of your cotton-picking mind to be saying something or doing something stupid. So he you know? should have said it? I think it's just a saying. I, should he have said it? Pardon? Should he have said that or not? I, I, don't think, I, I think it was okay for him to say it. You do? Yeah, it's just a saying. It's, you know, it's just the way people take it. 
they're becoming offensive towards anything. I mean, even if you called somebody, uh, oh, he's a queer. Queers are hard of hearing, for instance. Hard and of hearing? What does that mean? Yeah, well, you know, there's like a saying that says, oh, queers are hard of hearing. And, and, and every time you're talking <laughs> to somebody and they go, what? And they go, what again? Then people, you'd get a comment like, well, queers are hard of hearing because Amazing. you're not hearing. Anyone else think he should not have said it? Yes, Mark. You think he should not have said it, right? Yeah, I pretty much agree with Dylan. It's like you, everybody knows you. You know what's going to happen. You should know better. There are certain things you're not supposed to say, whether it's right or wrong. Um, does it help that he was talking to a white man? I mean, he, was talk he thought he was talking to a white man. No, you can't you, say it to another white cotton. man. Can't say it to another white I man. I don't think so. You can't uh, say cotton picking. And why not? Because it will be perceived as racist. Oh, do you think he should have said it? Let me ask this young lady. Um, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this. I, I, I think it's more of an insult, So, but it's not okay to say that. You said what now? It's not okay to say that. And why not? Because it, he's trying to insult the man. He was? He's trying to insult him, and it's not, why would you try to do that on the TV? Oh, okay. I, I think it's just rude. But he didn't know the guy was black. Oh. He said later, oh, I didn't know you were black. He didn't, had not heard of the man, according to the report. And yeah, then that went kind yeah. of wrong, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so it's, it's, then if that's the case, then. If he was saying it okay. to a white man, it's okay to say it? One white man to another one? It's it's just it's not okay to just insult someone on TV, but it, it's okay to say to anyone, I guess. If you're just talking man to man, then I guess. Okay. So. You think you think he sh <laughs> you think he should have said it? For me personally, um, it like she mentioned, it is just a saying. So I don't. I, he like she. This is my wife. This is my wife. That's saying, your wife. This is my wife. Yeah. This is you guys' first time here. Correct. Oh, welcome. Thank what's you. your name? Brian. Brian. What's your name? Shirley. Oh, I'm glad. How did you guys find us? Watch. Well, my wife watches you on YouTube. Right on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, um, is he a beta male? No. He's alpha all the way. Yes. Oh, good. No wonder you look so happy. Thank you. Yeah. And so, he should not have said it, right? No. Well, not that I say he should not have said it. Like she said, it's a. Uh, it's just a saying. Now he was saying, "Are you are you out of your compact mind? Like, are you?" For me, my interpretation is, are you an, like an idiot? Right. Like, are, you, are you crazy? Yeah. But I don't see it as an insult. Um, it's just, like, much like I said, people interpret that as a, as a racist comment, but I don't. Right. Know, so so like, he should not have said it? No, he should. I mean, it was just a saying like that. It's okay. But I think it was all right for him to say it. Okay. So he should have said it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. How about what do you think? Yeah, he should have said it. He should have said it? Yeah, he should. He, he should have said it, yeah. Right. Loud and proud, yeah. And why do you say he should have said it? Uh, he should have said it uh, to because it's nothing. Because it doesn't mean anything. It's okay. That's why he should have just said it because that's what he wanted to say. What do you say, Hermes? I think it's just it's a common term. That I mean, it's pretty. Should he have said it? Yeah, I mean, it's he, nothing. It's a funny. Amazing. It's funny, kind of a funny expression used by both blacks and whites. So oh, okay. it's not a big deal. Yes, sir. I heard his word. I heard the saying before, um, cotton picking mine. Um, 
like you said, it's just a saying. Sometimes people say it to be humorous. You know what I mean? They just say, you're out of your cotton pick of mine. Right. Sometimes it's just, it's just humorous. Right. It's just a saying. But at the same time, spiritually, if you're trying to hurt somebody, you shouldn't say it. And so should he have said it? It all depends on the attitude behind it. Like I said, uh, uh, some people say it just to be saying How about saying the, it. the black guy was saying crazy things, right? Uh-huh. And the white man said, are you out of your cotton-picking mind? It all depends because, like, like I said, again, people say that when somebody's making a joke or, or something like that, they might be being humorous. Right. And somebody in the audience might say, he's out of his cotton-picking mind. <laughs> but because the guy's up there being humorous, he doesn't take it offensive because that's a saying. But if he's doing it to dehumanize him, then spiritually he shouldn't say it. Oh, okay. One last person in the glasses. Should he have said it? Sure, yeah. He should have said it? Yeah. Um, you were here last Sunday, right? Correct. Anything changed between last Sunday and today for you? Uh, I've been doing the silent prayer. Oh, you have? What do you think about it? <sighs> Makes it easier to let go. Yeah. Any questions about it? Uh, you answered the only question I really have, which is, why do I keep falling asleep? And I think it's because I've tried it sitting up and both lying down and... Every time I try it lying down, I'm asleep <laughs> within about 10 minutes. Yeah. You're like, oh, let me pray. <laughs> and it's because you've been so stressed out in life that now you're starting to calm down. Everything is just kind of coming down on you. But don't worry about it. You grow out of it. But still do it. And if you fall asleep, you just fall asleep. Well, yeah, like you said, I'm trying not to have an opinion on it. I'm just yes. doing. Nice. Did you deal with your mother? Uh, I, I already had, actually. Oh, you it was, had? It was my father. Oh, did you deal with him? We've both had really crazy work schedules. I see him maybe 15 minutes a day. Oh, okay. That, so, not really. Have you don't need but 15 minutes. We're, uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Full of excuses, huh? Yeah. So, so next, make it. sure you take advantage of the opportunity where it's there, and your whole world going to change. All right. There's nothing like returning to the father. All right? Yes, ma'am. In all this discussion, where is the forbearance? Right. You know, he, he wasn't saying it to be racist. He couldn't see the guy. He didn't know the guy was black. Where is the, huh, it's okay. Where is that? So you say it's okay with him saying that? Yeah, he didn't mean anything by it. If he, if he was like, where is it? You know, like that kind of thing. But he didn't mean anything by it. I mean, right. we're going to get to a point where you can't really talk to anyone. Besides high and bye, and then that might even hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> so it's going to be. You said bye. You said bye <laughs> to me, and why you? Le- why you didn't say goodbye? <laughs> yeah, or good morning. You don't want my morning yeah. to be good. You just said bye. Chai bye. Uh, <laughs> it's a crazy world. Yes. It's just a colloquialism, you know, colloquialism. So you're saying he should have said it? Yeah, because 
because it's just it just came to his mind because it's something that people have said and say all the time and it's never been like equated as something wrong with that right it's like yeah you got big in mind i can say that to you and you would say oh well maybe i am oh, or well, maybe I'm not. but I'll i mean put you, you out of here but i mean you wouldn't you <laughs> you wouldn't in other words, you wouldn't sit there and it dwell. It reminded me of my slave days. Yeah, but you wouldn't sit there and dwell on it. You would just like... Do people upset you with words? No, because there's... You can't get up... They, no stupid. one can upset you with words? Uh, no, uh, not really, no. No one now. can upset you with words? Well, they can try, but no. Could anyone upset you with words? I would say perhaps, but No. Could anyone upset you with words? <laughs> he, he wants me to say yes or no. Okay, so. I would say yes. So you lied all around the circle. No, I didn't lie. <laughs> she just lied but, on every point, no, huh? no, I would say no. Really, no. Now you're saying no? No. You I'm just gonna, said I'm I gonna, would say yes. I, I would stick now with. Now she said I, I would say no. I would stick with no. You're going to stick with no. No. Door number three. No, door number one. So no one can upset you with words. No. You're at church. You're in a church. I know. And the Lord is watching. I know. (laughs) In the past, yes, but no. No one can upset you with words. All right. Because I know that. I have all kinds of witnesses. Because I know, as you said, they cannot help themselves and they have, they they don't know what they're doing. So can someone upset you with words? Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. Hold on for the mic. You say what now? There's certain words that can probably trigger you by times. Like if you say the wrong word, that might make someone upset. That might make you, you upset? Know. Yeah, like if you say a certain word, you call me a certain name, I might get upset by it. Like, Why would you get upset? Because maybe in the past, like someone like bullied me with that word and made me not like that word or something in, in that oh, kind of sense of And so someone bullied you, you became angry, and now you're sensitive to words? Certain words, not like every word, but yeah. Not every word, but certain uh, trigger words. Amazing. You like living that way? I I don't know. Uh, So what now? Huh? You like living that way where people can control you with certain words? You don't control me with certain words. It's just like certain words might upset me. But that's control. If you can upset a person, you can control that person. If you can make a person feel good, you control that person. Isn't that true? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yes. Yeah. You like being controlled? No. <laughs> so you want to overcome that? Yeah. Yeah. You're 18, right? 19. 19. Yeah. You should overcome that thing right. with words. We'll show you how today. Don't let me forget. All right. One last person. Do you think he should have said that? You're out of your cotton-picking mind. Yes. He should have said it? Yes. And, and why? It's just a saying. Who cares? I don't care. So what now? It, I, it's just a saying. Yes. Oh, okay. You know, when I heard that this person was um, put on, um, uh, suspended for because he said that, I, I'm like, oh, we, we have gotten to a point in life that we have people who are trying to protect other people from words. That doesn't make sense to me. That is absolutely insane. I wonder the people who that are trying to protect other people from words, 
What gave them the idea that they have a right to even do that? Who are you that you're going to protect someone from words? And how did you wake up one morning and decide that I'm going to protect the blacks from words? I'm going to I'm going to protect the homosexuals from words. I'm going to protect the radical women movement from words. Who made that decision? And it's insane. Absolutely insane. And anyone that wants to be protected from words, you need to meditate. You need the silent prayer like Nanny going North. Because you cannot be protected from words. You have to overcome words. That's what you do. You overcome. And I don't want, if you know that they don't protect the white man from words, the white, straight, conservative, Christian male of power, they don't protect him from words. You can call him anything that you want. And you're out of your cotton-picking mind. is nothing. It has no meaning. No, I haven't heard it since I last picked cotton, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that in so long. But it has no meaning. It just means, you know, it's just something you do to get somebody to calm down or something. It really has no meaning. And if you're children of God, you shouldn't want people to protect you from words, whether they're nasty words, negative words, or whatever, right? I'm, I'm called almost every day everything in the book, and then some. Every nasty word you can think of in public. But it doesn't move me at all. It just roll off my back. It's as though I'm looking at an idiot. And his mouth is moving, and it has no meaning. And once you overcome your anger, that's what's going to happen to you, too. God will put an invisible bubble around you so that you're not subject to the world. And whatever people call you, you just have compassion for them because you know they're crazy. It's not your problem, it's their problem. So don't want to be protected from words, whatever they call you. I've been called the so-called N-word so many times by black people that I'm thinking about changing my middle name to Jesse N-word Peterson. And the only reason I haven't done it already, I don't want my producer calling me that again. He'll say it at any time. He has no problem. He says it and laugh about it. But we can't be in the world and, and uh, live like the children of the lie. We have to be tough. We have to be the light unto the world. And if you're sensitive to words, you don't have a real light. I don't care what they call me. Call me whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Did you have your hand? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. So if you're sensitive, anybody here uh, soft to words, you're sensitive to words. Your feeling can be hurt by words. Nobody admitting it, huh? Uh, one, two honest people. Because I'm going to use some words on you today. Four or five. Everybody raise their hands now. Six. Can I get a seven? Seven. Everybody. Okay. I want you to get over words. I'm going to show you how. All right. Um, did you have your hand? Oh, you, did you show? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, in a way, it's good for us to have debate and people disagree because that helps you to 
to hone your argument That's right. and to know exactly why you feel the way you do and to be able to articulate that back to somebody else. So you really shouldn't protect people all the time. They have to be in vigorous debate because yes. that way people can get it out and it helps you or it it's helps me to, yeah, to articulate why I feel the way I do. Also, it, it shows out. you your relationship with God. Because all men and women who love God with all their heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else, are not affected by words. So when you're in a debate, and people, whether with angry people or not, it shows you where you are with God. They have are you still of Satan, or are you now of God? They had this thing where this guy had on this mask, and it was a scary mask, and he, w he was going down the street in New York and going, ah, ah. And some people, ah, they kind of, you know were traumatized a little bit by it and and but they had this one guy he was an old guy and he was walking down the street and he knew where he wanted to go and don't get in his way and the guy said hi and he was like just he's like just get out of my, and he just kept walking right. he was not traumatized he was not moved he yeah. just was like this is you know so that's how we need to be like not be traumatized and not be moved that's hard that's easier to say easier said than done but we still have to practice well, you can't do it on your own. You have to come out of the fallen state uh, because every angry person um, are subject to words like that. They are subject. They can't get past it. It's nothing that you can do on your own. You have to overcome the anger so you can operate from perfect love. And in perfect love, you're protected from the world. You're in it, but not of it. And so some of the darndest things can happen and you're not moved by it. And it's not, you don't have to try, it's just not there. And what people don't understand, when, when anger is gone, we don't have it at all, a, a whole nother reality is there. You live from the kingdom of heaven within, and it's a different way of living. It's the real way of living. But as long as you have that anger, you are subject to the world. Emotional, doubtful, have fear, and all that kind of madness. Suicidal thoughts and all kind of madness. But when you drop that anger, that leaves. And you don't have to think about it at all. Not one iota. There was a woman who called my show a while back, a black lady, and she was so mad. She was trying to debate with me. And she got so mad, she said, kiss my A. And hung up. She lost. But it didn't affect me at all. It was on her. And that's what's going to happen to you when you overcome anger. You're not, it's abnormal to have anger, and it's not normal. All right? Yes, sir. Um, I grew up using that um, cliche, are you out of your cotton picking mine, uh, you know, with each we, other. We're not surprised you're white. Yes, because my parents used it. Uh, we're su not surprised, right? <laughs> I didn't even know it was related. It's not. It was related to black people at all. We yeah. use it against each other all the time. Right. When we're in a good mood. Now, when we're in a bad mood, it was, are you out of your GD mind? Right. But when we're in a good mood, is you, are you out of your cotton-picking mind? And uh, it's now... Not, that's made up. That has nothing to do with being black or white. You know... It's just... This, this is another thing from the children of the lie. When something is, is catchy to the ears, like music... There are rap songs that cowboys like. There are yeah. country western songs that black folks like. You know, that 
when something's catchy in in one culture, it'll go over, it'll blend, go over to another culture and get adopted. And yes. then pretty soon, everybody's saying, "Are you out of your cotton picking mind?" I um, I've been listening to James' show. Anybody ever heard the Hate Report? Yeah, and it has one of the dumbest song int- intros you ever want to hear. <laughs> really, but I'm addicted to it. Yep. I See, find myself singing. The hate report, the hate report, la la la. And I'm like, wow, this is a dumb song. But it has no meaning. <laughs> this is James, this is his show. The hate report. He's on every Sunday morning at uh, 9 a.m., thehatereport.com. And his friend made up this song, and he's playing a guitar. It sounded like they had nothing else to do. Look like James said, hey, can you make a song for my show? Oh, yeah, let's do this. The hate report, the hate report, la, 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 the hate report. That's all it says. Isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> but I find myself singing that song now. And so you're right about that. Yeah. The hate report. <laughs> now you know, you're going to end up singing it. Eh? <laughs> the hate report, la, la, la. Yes, sir. You know, Jesse, I, one more little point. Yes. It, it's gotten so bad now, this, this ultra-sensitive beta male you know, word sensitivity, that even black comedians who used to be able to get away with saying anything about anybody, now they're afraid to go on college campuses. They're complaining that they can't even go on college campuses and do their act because they're going yeah. to be called insensitive and all this other kind of stuff. We've got to take the world back. Yes, Mark? I think uh, it's important to notice that what words make you angry, right? Like if somebody called me short, I wouldn't really care. I'm not, I'm not a very short guy. If someone called you a white supremacist, you wouldn't be like, oh, why did you call me that? But when words do bother us, there is a reason, you know? Um, and what's the reason? Because we are guilty of that, you know? Like the left will say, we're love, we're tolerant, we accept everybody love and love and we're compassionate it's like what do you think about donald trump they're like f him you know they're like there's hatred inside you and you kind of you don't know what's going on but something can trigger that so when things don't affect you there's a reason and when things do affect you there's a reason as well yeah but i want you to overcome the fallen state so you're never affected by words it's abnormal way to live. Christ came that you might be free. And if you are affected by words, you're not free. You know what I'm saying? My family don't like me. Well, they kind of like me, but they can't stand me. Because I'm a conservative. I, you know, I don't hold back. And so they love, hate me. <laughs> so I was talking to one of my sisters last night. And we have a family reunion coming up in three weeks. And she's not feeling well, so I'm like, are you going to make it to the family reunion? She's like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I said, don't worry about it. We don't like each other anyway. It's all phony. We're just faking it. So if you don't make it, no big deal. (laughs) It's all fake. (laughs) And I hate those things. The only way I'm going this time is because they have me uh, moderate the thing. And I'm kind of funny. And so they want me to do it again. So my older sister begged me to come. Otherwise, I wasn't going to go. It's so boring. They don't talk about anything real. 
everybody sit together that already know each other. They don't even sit with their family members that they don't know. So you go there and leave the same. And it costs money to go. It's best to stay home and go to Disneyland. It really is. Any questions for me? Anybody, a lot of new people here today, you have any questions or anything? Yeah? I just want to piggyback on what you Okay, said. all right. So, um, much like you had mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm not that tall. You know, so... You sure? So, yeah. Let me see. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I like to tell people I'm five, five and a half, but I think I'm, I'm only a five, five, or maybe five, four and a half. I don't even know. Right. But in any case, I know that uh, words, certain words, like you mentioned, can, can cause, you know, anger, emotion. Like if someone called me short, it's, it's the truth, and it does, it, it derives from insecurity. Right. Some insecurity, but some, yep. I sit and wonder, and I remember... Um, a quote that I read is from Eleanor Roosevelt that says, no one can hurt you without your consent. So yeah. if you're allowing it to, to affect you, it's my own fault. So, but then I, I said in a minute, I realized that God made me this way, and you know, I'm, I'm short, and you know, that's pretty much it. That's but right. It doesn't, it doesn't affect me as much, plus I got a Persian princess here, so she's amazing. And that's what do you, when she get angry at you, is that the first thing she call you? No, actually, she's, she's, sure, never, anyway. she's, she's never called me short in her, her, in her She was life. thinking it. She's probably thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, yeah. If she call you short, would it bother you? No, actually, not, not her. If, I mean, when she's angry. No, because I know that she, deep down inside, she doesn't mean it. Oh, that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think she... Yeah. Well, how about if you knew she meant that? Mm, well, she is my wife, so it, it kind of maybe pull that, uh, tug at my, my emotions a bit, yeah, because she's saying something that she knows may affect me. Right. But hey, I think it could, could potentially hurt me, yeah, if she said it. Yeah. But to this day, she's never said it. So, well, so. that's going to change. <laughs> that's going to change. Now that she knows, it possibly can hurt you. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feed it to her now. <laughs> but you should be glad. If she called you short out of anger and she meant it and you felt something about it because it's a part of self-examination. You get to see what affect you so you can overcome it. So it's not a negative if she should do it. Be happy that because, again, it allows you to see your relationship with God. That's true. I'm going to do it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> She's going to do it, folks. Right. Nice. Any other questions or anything? Yes, Margaret. And then I got something I need to get into. Yeah, I have a question, question about hate. Yes. How would you suggest to start looking at yourself and looking at what is hate? What would you do? I would watch myself from within to see how I'm overreacting to things, to see what's going on with me. That's what I did. Just kind of get to know yourself and watch it. And when you see it, don't deny what you see. It'll change. Because by not denying it or trying to control it, you are confessing your sin. You're admitting that you're an angry, prideful person. And that's what God wants you to do, and he'll take it away from you. So it's like working on the, uh, like maybe I'll call them baby steps, like getting up in the morning, not resenting that you have to go to work. Or, oh, great, I have to put my socks on and it's all crooked or whatever, and I have to re-straighten it up. So that's like part of... 
Not having your socks. Knowing, I mean, I mean, any little thing can. You get mad you know, at your socks. I mean, no, no, I'm just using uh, it as oh, okay. an expression. You know, maybe your socks inside, maybe your sock is inside out when you pulled it out of the drawer or something like that, and you got to turn it out, so, you know, right, so you can get it on. Or I, I don't care if it's the weather. You know, right. people get mad even if it's too cold or too hot. Well, don't try to control not getting mad. You have to relax and just be, become yeah. a living being. And let whatever happen happens so you can see where you are and repent. Don't control anything about yourself. Okay. Because if you're controlling it, you're playing God and there's nothing he can do about it. But I mean, isn't that looking at little things that might bug you? Isn't that because they could turn into hate? Right. Like but you hate if you cold. watch yourself, yeah. then you're going to see every little thing that's happening. Right. It's so interesting. When you get to know yourself, if you watch yourself, you see everything around you. You see people. You see where they're coming from. When I'm debating people or they're calling into my show, I can see them before they get there. That's why they can't get to me. It's like children of God stand on the top of a hill mm -hmm. and they're looking out. They can see the world, but the world doesn't know you see it. That's what's so nice about it. So just watch yourself, and, you, and you'll see whatever you need to see. But you can't. I mean, you those are things I do notice. You know about yourself. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I like mean, what, I'm always kind of watching that too. You know, what gets me is like, you know, trying to correct uh, one of the kids or something like that. Or do you yell at them? Yes, I have. I'm going to. Do you yell. curse at them? No. You don't curse at them. No. While they're saying yes, their well, mouths are falling open. While you up there line, saying no. He's lying because I, I you don't curse at the myself kids. from saying Come back. bad words or anything. Do you like curse that. at the kids? Well, not in the, not not with cuss words. Do I you curse say, at the kids I with might curse say, words? Is, okay, wait. Is cursing at the kids saying, "Oh, you're acting like an idiot" or "You're an do, do idiot"? Do you use curse words at the kids? Well, if that's a curse word, I'd say yes. Do you use curse words at the kids? I. I don't use curse words at the kids. Uh, say it loud so everybody can hear you. I don't use curse words at so the kids. So you never use curse words? I have used curse words at the kids before. <laughs> Come sit next to Mary. But I'm not, I'm not that, I, you know, I don't use, I refrain myself from using curse words anywhere otherwise. You traumatize the kids now. You might as well keep doing it. <laughs> Does she use curse words at you guys? No. Not at them. She uses at you? No, oh, I just said she mic. was being a bee. But I didn't, I didn't wow. call her the bee. Oh, that's so nice that, of you to say that. Is that cursing? So I'm not cursing her with it. Your grandmother used curse words at you? She just calls me the B word. But how did I say the B word? I said she's being a B. Oh, I say that? Oh, excuse me. I said you she's being a B. Say it if I didn't say you, so and so. Whatever She'll say it if I'm doing something really, really stupid, and I'll notice it too. So, like, it's okay. I guess you could say, like, in my opinion, I really don't care. That's why you have because a boyfriend. Because people are going to think what they want. This is the reason she has a boyfriend because of your curse words. I never go that way. It's rare that I'll ever say that. How could... Do you word? hear yourself? You just asked me about uh -huh. seeing yourself. Yeah, right. Pay attention to what you're saying okay. right now. You're lying. You're in denial. Okay. You're never <laughs> going to get better. The answer is yes, I use curse words. 
Okay. And the ego doesn't want you to see it. And well, you shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. We know it. So you can get better. Okay. Why are you denying it? I'm, I, I don't, I just maybe didn't understand it. Yes, you did. I, I, How you do know, you not me, understand? Do not... you use curse words at the kids? Jesse, the real question is, do you use curse words? Me? All the time. <laughs> okay, then. No, I've don't. never heard you use curse words. No. But I'm, I don't do it with kids. I play around these guys sometimes, but not with uh-huh. kids. But why oh, do well. you... You know that you're destroying them like that, right? There's no love in that. I got a call from two fathers, different states, but on Friday, and one had a four-year-old son, and the son is acting out. They can't handle the son. I'm like, you can't handle the son because he's being recreated in his mother's image and yours. Can you imagine a four-year-old? They don't just wake up one day and decide, I'm going to act out. They have been spiritually traumatized due to the lack of patience from the parents and that's what you're doing to her okay. that's why she has a boyfriend those kind of words is bad for kids it's bad on their spirit it destroys the innocence of children it's not love coming from the parents that makes sense yeah that makes sense did you do this is your granddaughter did you do that with your with your kids while they were growing up um, if I might have yeah. no did you do I, I it? Prob- yes, I'll say yes. No, I, not I can't I'll even say remember, yes. But I'll say yes. Did you do it with your kids yeah. when they were growing yeah, up? I'm sure I did. Did you? Uh, you mean myself or my just my kids? No, the elephant in the room, not you. <laughs> you mean myself? No, with my kids. I need a drink. Did you do that to your kids while raising them? I guess I did, yes. Did you do that to your kids while raising them? Yes. Hey. I'll just say yes. <laughs> I feel condemned, but you know. Did you do that to your kids? She said, I said yes. And it destroyed them, right? It didn't help them, it destroyed them. Did it? Uh, yes, I guess it, it destroyed it? him. Yes. And now you destroy the grandkids the same way. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel right now? I don't know. I feel, I feel bad. And why do you feel bad? Well, let me put it this way. I guess I'm judging myself right now. And why are you judging yourself right now? Because I'm guilty. <laughs> Why not just see that you're wrong? No, I see it. I see it. You know, but I just don't realize the harm. But I, I mean, because I'm just saying that I'm not the kind of person that goes around and does that. I don't like to cuss. Never, ever like to cuss. And I always tell them, too, we don't, I don't like that kind of talk. And they will talk it. And I say, why are you cussing? Because you curse. You know? But... They're doing it because you Are do you it. Are you saying because somebody cussed even once that that's it? What? Are, I, are you You're saying... You're going back into denial. You cursed more than once. No, I'm just saying, is that the case? If they heard it once, that's going to condemn them? Yes. But they've heard it more than once. Why are you asking that yeah. question? No, I, well, because I'm just saying. I mean, I rarely ever say it. I can't even remember the last time... I necessarily said it, you know. This is what's wrong. Human beings would not admit they're wrong. Yes, I curse. I, I did it to my children. Mm-hmm. 
I'm now doing it to my grandkids. I'm wrong. And it would change just like that. But when you're doing this, it would never change. When you make up excuses, it doesn't change. Well, I don't want to make You've got to face it and admit you're wrong without excuses. The ego is always embarrassed. It doesn't want to admit because it's playing God. It's the nature of Satan. So it's playing God. It doesn't want to admit it's wrong. It really doesn't. Okay. I notice that sometimes when I have to correct my employees, the ones that say, yes, I did it, I was wrong, I can't even take the discussion into further. Because they've just admitted that they're wrong. There's nothing to argue about or fight with. It's over. But the ones that go into excuse making and denying, you just want to blast them away. <laughs> like, you want to go total Allah u Akbar on them. <laughs> because they're making up excuses. And there's nothing worse than a person that make up excuses. It's not, it's disgusting. It shows weakness, it shows denial, it shows that Satan is your father. A man or a, a woman of God, sons of God, don't make excuses. And you're making excuses right now. Okay, I see that. You've got to cut it out. It has hurt the kids. And it's hurting you. Because there's no love in it at all. Now, once you overcome the anger, you return to your proper state of being. Words are different then. Right. Because you have nothing but love. But you've got to admit you're wrong. And I'm happy you're wearing my shirt, but I've got to tell you the truth. Don't take the shirt off, all right? You, you understand? Yes. Do you see how difficult it is for you to tell the truth? Yes, I do. I yeah. See. It is. And uh, my yes, I think yes. One time, oh, well, yes. You got to tell the truth. You got to be honest with yourself so you can get better in life, and you will get better. You overcome fear. You overcome doubt. You you become a free man or woman, and you have perfect peace. Anything else? No. So what are you going to do now from this point forward? Well, I'm not going to curse. <laughs> and keep your eye on yourself and be honest about yourself. yourself. Your father, the devil, doesn't want you to be honest because he doesn't want you to be free. That's why he wants you in denial, excuse making. How can you repent if you can't admit that you're wrong? Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Anything else? No. So that's how you get better. You keep it on yourself and know that you're wrong, but don't have an opinion about it. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. Are you doing the prayer? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, yes. Um, you had your hair, right? Yeah. Okay. But you were making it seem like my grandma was like the, the fault of us cussing and my mom being a screw up and just like everybody you know what? my mom she did that too no I'm just saying my grandma has love in her heart but there is sometimes where stuff does get over stressing everybody has that moment even maybe you have that moment by yourself maybe you can say that you have no anger but Jesse I'm sorry everybody has anger and that's just the truth amazing do you think it's possible for human <laughs> beings to live without anger I'm sorry? No. 
You don't think that's possible? How old are you again? 15? I'm 15. And why you don't think, do you think men and women of God would still have anger? They can have, they still have anger. Everybody in this room has anger. So you think men and women of God will have anger? Yes. Yes. So what? Yes. You do? Like I said. And why do you think that? Why do you think that? As like time goes and I've seen it because I've been places and I shouldn't have been there. I should have been doing stuff with my family and stuff. But I, I choose to go down hanging out with my friends and stuff. Right. And I've seen some stuff. And, and that's why you believe everybody, even men and women of God should have it. Because everybody you've seen. There can ha- be like Christian families. Like, don't get me wrong. Right. A lot of people on this earth are lovely. They're all, they have, they have. They all what? They're lovely. All they all people have, on the earth are lovely? Yeah, like they all have. Where like, have you been? Listen. You're going to have to stay out of that park. No. You think all no, people on earth to, are like, lovely? You have to hear me out though. <laughs> all the people on the earth have their good side in them. But a lot of people don't. But everybody has anger. And that's just what I believe. And if y'all I know wanna, you like, believe that, but let me tell you, you're 15. But everybody follows you. And it's not okay. Everybody does what? Follows you. Follow me? Yeah. Everybody follow me? I see me? it now. Like, I've been here for how long? Since you were I, a little baby. Yeah. And, and I everybody see follow what you're talking me? about now? You don't follow me? You stop following me? And they can't hear yep. you. you. You don't follow me? No. And you stop following me? Yep. And now who do you follow? I follow God, but I follow God on my own path. You have anger? Yeah. You don't follow God. But I understand you have gone into a fallen state, so now I'm your enemy too. I totally understand that. But I've known this girl since she was a baby. She loved me, but now she's angry. She hates me. That's amazing. I totally I understand, you. but you, it's not, you it's know not better than you. this. And if you don't overcome your anger, you see what happened with your parents. You see what happened with your grandparents. You see what you're looking at, what your brother's going through right now. If you don't overcome that anger... You're going to have a hard life. You're going to have the same life that your parents and your grandparents have if you don't overcome that anger. You're making a horrible mistake by accepting anger as good. You, you didn't like it when they were treating you that way, and now you're in love with you, you love what you hate. You're making a horrible mistake, but you know what? If you want to hold on to it, you stay that way and see what happens to you. There's no love and anger. It's only hate and anger. So just hold on to it. Don't let it go. I mean, I guess, man. Yeah, man. Can yes, I, sir. Can I ask a question? What makes you say that? Who can, who, who can and who cannot follow God, though? That's what I'm wondering. Because people who has no, anger. You're not God. Just saying. I don't, you don't look like God. But yeah, just How do you saying, know? They me, say he's black. Did I say, did I say so anything I about being like black? Him. Did I say anything about having a race? Did I say that? What do you mean I don't not? look like him then? What does he look like? What does he look like? Did I say? No, forget about the color. Up my subject what does like, he look like? Can I talk, please? I was talking. Yeah, but tell me what God looked like. Oh, Go ahead, make your point. See, you're overreacting because you have yeah, anger. You don't want to make your point? Okay. Amazing. I, I'm sorry to see you believing in anger. You don't like anger. You've never grown up, you did not like it. And now you've accepted what you hate. Um, yes, Raymond. And then I'll come to you. 
after hearing several people discussing, I have an interesting question. Are you, are, is a prideful person willing to go walk through the bowels of hell, uh, hell rather than be humble in front of God? A prideful person? Is a person who has pride is more than willing to walk into the bowels of bowels of hell that admit that he that he's uh, that he's prideful. I guess, but but if you're a prideful person, you're already in hell. All prideful people live in hell. All right. Yes. Okay. Then perhaps this is the reason why I agree with someone like Kind West. You have pride. Huh? You have pride. Not, uh, not anymore. You've overcome. I uh, I want to overcome. I'm so more you than have willing not to overcome? overcome. Have you overcome? No, but I want to. Oh, well, you living in hell then. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's why uh, why I believe uh, what Kanye uh, West said. We choose to be slaves because we don't want see uh, see ourselves as as being fools. You see yourself as a fool. Yes, I do. All right. Suffer and die. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, this is amazing. Amen. Just a young gentleman over here that uh, spoke about um, you saying that uh, the difference between somebody following God and the difference between somebody not following God. Um, just to shed more light on that to this young gentleman here. Um, I think that he said that because a person that's following God, is, according to the scriptures, is not going to be angry. So it's not that she's not a child of God or following God. It's, it's that according to the word, you shouldn't be angry. That's not. But she of is God. not following God, and so she's not, not a child of God. That's not of God when you're when you're when you're acting out in anger because that's not of God. But that don't say that uh, you don't believe in God. It just says that you haven't arrived yet. So keep, so let on, me, keep on striving. No, and, it's uh, wrong information. And, and seeking the word of God. That no, way listen, you'll know listen. the difference. This is your first time here? Yes. No, all people who are angry are children of Satan. They are not children of God. Okay. Children of God are those who have repented meaning that they have overcome the pride, they have overcome the anger. Anger is the nature of your father, the devil. And all human beings who have that, they may go to church, they may read the Bible, but they, uh, they know about God, but they don't know him. That's why God said, before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must repent. You must be born again. And the, and the, and the born again thing is about forgiving so that he can forgive you and bring you out of that state. They are not children of God. Okay, let me say this to you. Um, a person that accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, the word also says that you have to renew your mind. Just because you believe and you got saved, you still have to renew your mind. But sometimes that's a process for somebody. But that don't How mean do that you renew your mind? By reading the word of God. By reading the word? Yes. No. You, you, I know what you mean because I thought that way too. Yes. Here's how you renew your mind. Yes. Of ourselves, we can do nothing, right? Yes. Because it's all spiritual uh-huh. all the time. Yes. It's spiritual. But when you admit that you're wrong mm-hmm. for being prideful, for being angry, yes. and then you forgive, then God will forgive you. 
and he'll bring you out of that darkness back into the light, back uh-huh. into your, your original self, right? Yeah. And then while growing in that, he will renew your mind because it's a spiritual thing. If you notice, when you read the Bible, just think of the people you know that quote the Bible. Mm-hmm. They are as nutty as a fruitcake. They're angry. They're judgmental. They're insecure. They're having babies out of wet lot. They have no patience. They have no love, but they can quote the Bible until the cows come home. And so the only thing that's being re, uh, renewed is the intellectual mind, but not the mind of God. And, and, I, and I agree with you 100%, but along with what you're saying, which is true, you still have to renew your mind because but if you, you can't. don't, let me say this, if you don't get an understanding of the word of God, right. that's why it says follow me. If you don't get an understanding of the word of God, how are you going to change? So I'm saying so the word of God is going to help you renew your mind so you'll know the right way to go. You have to have some type of instructions because you can say you can tell yourself that uh, I shouldn't do this and I shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? And you can repent. But the word is living and active. So as you continue to read the word and pray and ask God to help you out. Along with what you said, the Holy Spirit can help you overcome your, your shortcomings. So you definitely got to read the word. You can't just make up, your, make up in your mind and say, I'm not going to do it and don't do it. The word is living and acting and you powerful. you agree with him? Yes. Let it have Mike. Why do you agree with that? It's because the, the morality, all the... All the teachings of morality through come through the word, as far as what Jesus. Reading the Bible. Yeah. Okay. And what Jesus says, and if somebody has never read it, and never got finished one book out of it, that uh, they might not catch, uh, you know, on their own. If they're reading it on their own, they might not be able to catch that that spirit of of truth and, and of righteousness. And so, has that worked for you? Well, yeah, because... It has worked for you? Yeah. So you don't sin anymore? Um, well, I'm, I'm free of sin because of Christ. Do you sin? No, because Christ died on the cross for... But do you, do you sin? Do I sin? Uh-huh. Well, I, I, I have shortcomings, yes. Do you sin? Yes. And how are you free of sin then if you're sinning? Because Christ has freed me of the, the, the wrath... Of the sin. But if you're still sinning, you're not free from it. Yeah, you're, you're right. Then I'm, then I, I, I should, uh, and, and it's by repentance, though. Like, it's what? It's through repentance that you're, you're saved, because you've got to repent through, through sin. So sin is basically missing the mark. You're, you know, it, it's, Are uh, you concerned that you say that you believe in God, but you still sin? Does that concern you? It, it always concerns me. But and so do you question, well, if I believe in God, why am I still sinning? Because all who sin are slaves. Do you ever question that or wonder that about yourself? Why am I still a slave to sin? If Christ died, then I might be free. And I, call, I now confess Jesus, Lord and Savior, but I'm still serving Satan. You don't question that? I don't think that way because um, I know where I came from. Where did you come from? Well, I, I came from, you know, I, I, I was born through, you know, my parents. Right. And, and I was spiritually renewed because 
I've, I've, I've seen the work of God. You were spiritually sin. renewed? Yeah. How, so how are you able to sin if you were spiritually renewed? I'll put it this way. I, I'm, sin, I, I'm sinless because of Christ. But you say you sin. Well, we sin less. It's not about... What do you mean less? <laughs> well, uh, 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 like... Uh, I'll put it this way. Like, like say, I, say I come from a background of swearing a lot. Having, That's not a sin. Yeah, you know, well, it, it, it's the, it's the, uh, it's what, it's the, it's how it comes out. out, of, out that's of, some from the heart. It's yeah, the heart, the heart. So that's the sin. That exactly, it's what my heart, you know, what came out of my heart. Talking about anger or hatred or, or wrath, and and when uh, when I do things out of anger or hatred or wrath, that's that's the sin. So you do that sometimes? No, no, I don't do I don't do things out of anger or hatred or wrath. Anymore. You don't have anger. No. How did you overcome it? Yeah. How did you overcome it? How? No, how? Oh, how did I overcome how it? How now, brown cow? <laughs> it's, I've overcame it because I've I've realized that I'm you know that being a son of God, I I, I have to I have to realize I cannot be angry and I will not be angry. And so, if you are a son of God, how do you sin? If you are a son of God and not of Satan. How do I sin? Yeah. Does your father, God is your father, right? Yes. Does he have a, a sinful nature? No. And so are you of his nature? Yes. Then how are you able to sin? How am I able to sin? No, how are you able to sin? Well, what is sin in your, your aspect? But, if, no, if I, that's a good question. I'll tell you in a minute. But how you, you said you still sin and you claim to be a son of God. How are you able to sin? How am I able to sin? No, be how are you able to sin? Your father don't have that nature in him. Why it, would you it, still have it? It's, it's, that, it's that nature that, that comes but, out. Like so a, you don't have God's nature? I do. So how I, are you able to I'm sin? What I'm saying is, um, let me, let me, is to go out and, and curse somebody out in anger. Cursing is not a sin. No, in anger. Like, uh, say, say uh, you know, just, just because I feel prideful to... But if you up God, you don't feel prideful. You can't feel prideful. Yeah, you can't be prideful to cut somebody out. Yeah. No, you, if you of your Father God, it's impossible to feel prideful, prideful because you're no longer of that nature. That's your Father the devil's nature. Yeah. So how are you of that? Hold on, hold on. Hold on one minute. Okay. So how am I what? Repeat that? <laughs> how are you able to be of a perfect nature but yet sin? Are you serving true gods? No, I'm serving Christ. So how are you able to sin? How am I able to? No, how are you able to? How am I able to? Cause, no, uh, how are you able to? To because I'm able to because we have we have a fleshly nature and we have oh, the Lord. You know, that's so, insane. So, yeah, but I understand. Yeah, I want this young lady want to comment on that and right here and then I have to close it out with something. Can I say one word that? Yes. Okay. What do you think about all this? Isn't this good? I, I love the topic because this is where you challenged me and um, this is where it got me to just follow your videos because I was educated on that. Um, at first, I, I thought the same way. Me too. I used to I think that way. I thought the same way, but it is a spiritual renewing of the mind because there's people out there that are intellectually 
like they're knowledgeable about the word, but yet it doesn't mean anything. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And that, that blows my mind, but that's because <laughs> and now I understand it's it's a spiritual sense. Yes. So that's what I think. Absolutely. Let me take this young man and then I come to you. Yes, sir. I've known people that are Satanists that know the Bible better than I do. Yes. So, I mean, that pretty much proves it right there. Yep. You cannot renew your mind just by reading the word. It's That's impossible. right. As a matter of fact, Satan is good at interpreting the scriptures. While you're reading the Bible, he is interpreting the scriptures for you. Yep. It's not God doing that. Satan is doing it. Yep. And, and through reading it, you can feel conviction, but that it's God making those changes. And it's not just by you reading it you're going to be able to, you know, become sinless or anything like that. You know, it's God renewing your mind. you got to be born again. Yep. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Is this your first time here? Yeah. This is oh, yeah. What's your name? Bring it back, Mike. I'm sorry. My name's Abner. Um, do you have any questions or anything for me? No. I, I follow your podcast and stuff like that. So. Nice. Okay. Thank you. Yes, sir. Hey, Jesse, do you have children? I have one. You have one child. I have one son, two grandkids, and one great son, great grandson. Now, c- could you describe uh, the feelings you might have and how you would react to those feelings if someone were to commit an evil act against your, your son or your grandson, a like, uh, sexual predator or something really heinous? How do you think you, w- you would feel, and how, how, would you, how would you act on those feelings? That's a good question. I don't know how I will act. I have to wait until it happens and see how I act. I cannot, you cannot predict now what you're going to do in the next minute because you don't know. Only the ego would like me to think that you know. So I don't know how I will act, but I do know that I wouldn't go into hatred or anger, that kind of fallen state again. I would deal with the situation, but I don't know how I will act. I would have to wait and see. So you wouldn't feel hatred or anger? I wouldn't feel hatred for sure. Because once wow, you're born amazing. again, that's amazing. I'm sorry. That's amazing. Yeah, because <laughs> what happens is once you're born again, then that spirit, which is of your father, the devil, is taken away from you. It's no longer in here at all. And then God draws you into the kingdom of heaven. And now you live from his nature. Otherwise, you're not even born again. A, a, a person who say that they're born again, but have the same nature. How in the world can you believe you're born again? You're still angry, you're still insecure, you're still controlled by your environment. You're not born again, but Satan tells you that you are. And you're like, oh yeah, I am. I confess Jesus. I, I, I know that um, I'm of my father, the devil. I, I'm aware of it. Yes. I don't want to be, but, I, but I'm, I'm aware that I am. And why don't you overcome it? I, I, I've tried, but I feel it's... Uh, it can be overwhelming, you know. You know, the fact not, that you know that you are, you're not in denial, you're on your way, man. Most people don't know that they are, and that's the problem. So they make up excuses by being there. Um, um, are you doing my silent prayer yet? No, I, I haven't yet. No. Uh, have you know about it? Uh, yeah, I heard about it. You referenced it a lot on your, on your show. Yeah, you should do it. Because you know that you are, you're on your way. And that's all he requires for you to come out of denial and know that you are and, and be still and he'll do the rest. He'll change your heart. He'll take that spirit away from you and give you back his spirit, who should have been of your earthly father. Have you forgiven your mother yet? Uh, my mother, yes. No. You went to her? 
Yeah, I've I've talked to her on several occasions and you know expressed to her that. Did you go to her and forgive her? Yes, yes. So tell me what happened. You went and said what? I told her, uh, you know, everybody who's born into into this life has you know their own their own struggles and their own their own reasons for taking the courses and actions that they did, and that it's not her fault that, that you know any what she did and or didn't do and and. Uh, you know that there's there's no there's no resentment. So no you apologize to her for resenting her? Uh, m- maybe not that precisely. You, did you or did? I don't think so. I don't you need to go. Her. See, God said if you have ought against someone, go to them and forgive them. Mm-hmm. So you go to them and say, "Hey, I've been resenting you because blah 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 whatever," and I realize now you can help yourself. I'm sorry for holding that against you. Because that's the beauty of getting to know yourself. You see that you can't help yourself, right? And and so you don't have a right to judge your fellow man. Like with these young people, they are very stubborn. So I welcome them to suffer. I want them to suffer. Uh, they have a hard head. There's nothing I can do to change them. And they have to suffer. And hopefully they'll make it through. You have to let people suffer. Go to your mother and, and forgive her, and God will forgive you, and you'll be free. Thank you. Yeah, you, uh, and the fact that you know you're that way, man, you're on your way. But don't hate yourself for being that way. Just don't yeah. be in denial I, about I, it. I, I still don't understand exactly though how you how you personally, uh, you know, you preach this this message, this gospel. But um, you know, in your own day to day, how 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 do you psychologically like process events that would normally say make you angry? How do you how do you replace that anger? I mean, what's the mechanism? I think a lot of people have trouble understanding. Okay, that's a good question. Uh, Hold on to the mic for a minute. Here's the process. When I was growing up, I resented my mother, but I didn't know I resented her because when you have anger, you also feel emotional, and it feels like love. So you have like this love hate relationship, right? You can't live with them, and you can't live without them, right? But that's because you're in a fallen state of anger. And so I was very insecure, doubtful, and all that madness. And my mother tried to turn me away from my father because she was angry at my father. And the worst thing that can happen to boys and girls is to turn them away from their fathers. Because when you turn them away from their earthly fathers, you turn them away from God. And they grow up empty, looking for love, all in the wrong places, having sex before time. They use each other. And it's just, and it, you end up pregnant, all kind of madness happened because they're looking for a father's love, right? And so I, I had that yearning for my father. And long story short, when I moved to L.A., I, I uh, finally asked God to let me see myself. And, he, and I had been going to church, reading the Bible, color coding, all that mess. Oh, Ermis told me to stop saying mess. No, crap. Crap. He like reminded me. Uh, I'd done all that and it was not working. So finally I asked God to let me see myself. I had fear and doubt. I was insecure. The whole works. And so one day I'm getting dressed and he allowed me to just see myself. And I had darkness on the inside. It was a wicked darkness that was there and I was stunned. And so I started doing it. You know, I realized that I needed to forgive my mother. You know, because God said, when you forgive others, he will forgive you. And every man that has anger is a woman. 
He act like a woman. He think like a woman. He believes like a woman. He's emotional like a woman because you become like whomever you're angry at. You take on your mother's identity and forget your identity, right? So I was 38. I went to my mother to forgive her. I had fear everywhere. And I realized that my mother had no patience when I was growing up, and I resented her for that, right? So I make it into the house, and I said to her, you know, all of my life, I have resented you. You tried to turn me away from my father, and you had no patience. And I've been hating you for that. I resent you for that. And I become like you. And I'm sorry for that because I now realize you couldn't help yourself. And come to find out what she did to me was done to her. And it just passed down from generation to generation. But in that very moment, as a matter of fact, my mother apologized. Most mothers don't, but she did. And she told me some things about her life I didn't know. But when I forgave her, God forgave me. And so he took that identity away from me and gave me back myself. And in myself, which is his nature, is no anger. And so he taped the spirit away from you. And now you don't have to think about it at all. It's not even there. You don't have to analyze it. You don't have to try to figure out which way to go with it. Because it's not in you. So you don't have to think about it. You return to your father. So I don't have to analyze it or anything. You never, um, you've never gotten uh, anger or resentment towards uh, God himself? Or have that? No. Something in your life. Your life is arranged a certain way. You have a certain difficulty. You never feel resentment towards, Not toward toward, God. towards God. Even as a kid, I knew I wanted my father. But I didn't understand the depths of why. But I had a deep down in my soul, I had a yearning for the Father, and I was trying to fulfill it with other things. Well, did you actually develop a relationship with your, with your Father, or God came in and replaced What happened that? was, I went and I had a talk with my Father, and he explained to me what happened, and in that very moment, he and I became one. It was like, it was done. I was made whole again. And through him, I was able to go to God. Because no man gets to the Father unless he go through the Son and men are sons of God. They represent Christ, even if they are a weak example of it. If you love your earthly father, you're going to love God. If you're resentful to your earthly father, you're not going to love God. You can't love your father who you see and, and, and claim to love God who you've never seen. Well, my father is uh, like a, kind of like a vagrant. You know, he didn't really raise me. He finds like um, junk and stuff kind of like a crackhead wood on the street right and to sell it you know to get to get money and he addicted to scratch tickets and you know he was never really around well you still need to forgive him but should i should i allow him to enter into my life because i kind of want to protect my little family we have something going good my wife and my son kind of want to protect that from the chaos of my you know my, right. my father and all that so i don't yeah. know where to draw the line you know he wants to have a relationship he wants he to come see, yeah he wants to come see me but, you know, I'm trying to tell him, like, you know, he, he has a reputation for, you know, being manipulative, trying to get money and things out of people, his own, you know, his own family and everything. And you're not able to resist him? No, no, I do. I did. <laughs> but I feel bad for it. Like last time we had an interaction, I kind of told him, told him off, told him, you know, you made no investment, so you get no return on your investment, you know. Do you believe that God treat you that way? I, I don't know, because I have a very ambivalent relationship with God. Here's what I recommend. Forgive your father, your earthly father, because you're not going to overcome that spirit until you can forgive your earthly father. And then you can see how to deal with your, your, real, your, your earthly father. You've got to forgive him. 
don't don't plan ahead. Should I let him come over or not? Right. But you forgive him and you will see how because you're going to wake up. All angry people living in darkness, they cannot see. So wrong look right and right look wrong. But forgive your earthly father. You will wake up and you will see how to deal with him. You don't have to plan it. That makes sense? Yes. Those are some good questions. I want you to go on rebuildingtheman.com and start doing the silent prayer. You're right there, man. You really are. All right? Because you've got to love your father. And love me. the only thing love me, don't hate. When you don't have anger, you have love. You can't ride two horses, right? But everyone who has anger don't have love. They lack love. Because anger is of their father, Satan, the devil. So go and forgive your father. And then you'll see what to do. All right? And it's not like you need anything from him. You just need to forgive him. He cannot help himself. He can't help like you can't help the way you feel. Same thing with him. And so you won't want people to hate you for that. Likewise, your father doesn't want you to hate him. All right? Nice. You had a question or a comment. I saw your hand, right? He actually answered it because I have a weird relationship with my father. Well, he was an amazing father, but then I lost him to drugs and stuff like that. And then that's always the question, like, what if you want to forgive and you want to have that peace with your father, but you feel bad, like, oh, but I don't want him to come over all the time, like, because he's, because of the lifestyle he's chosen. So, but... Just you just answered my question when you answered his. It's yeah. just like don't plan ahead. It's just take that's right. a step by step process. Your so. first step is to forgive your father. So that made me feel a lot better. So that was my Oh question. good. Is Satan telling you those things about well what if he wanna come over? You're gonna forgive your father, now he's gonna want money. You're gonna forgive your mother, now she's gonna wanna come and be with the grandkids. That's Satan telling you that so you would not go here and it's and i know this i'm yeah. like I, it shouldn't live with me so what should i do and it's just incredible how he had the same question but yes it, so. well go <laughs> and forgive your father yeah it's going to be amazing okay. all right yes sir i just wanted to piggyback on the gentleman was talking about like yeah. if somebody did something to your child you know a predator a rapist or a murderer somebody killed your child would you feel anger and i think that Anger is the first step to revenge. Yeah. Usually when people are angry, they want to get revenge, want revenge on whatever it is that affected them. Somebody right. said something to them, they want to call them a name back. Uh, they stole from them, they want to go and punch them or whatever it is. That's right. And it is, Scripture specifically says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I think that the duty is ours to exist and, and obey God. And the duty is ours, but the result is going to be God's. That's right. And As a matter of fact, when you to add to that, when you wake up, you don't know, walk around thinking, well, what would happen if my son got beat up? Yeah. You know, you know, just Satan putting all that mess on your mind. That's not a normal way to be thinking. But he wants to distract you from here. So he's constantly giving you crazy things to think about. He really does. Because he doesn't want you to have that quiet, still, voiceless voice. He wants you to always identify with his voice. And he gets involved with some of the dumbest stuff that he doesn't need to be involved in. You can think about, well, I think I'm going to have some lunch. And right away, he'll get busy. Go get a turkey sandwich. Go get a hamburger. Go get some chicken. You know, black people love chicken. Go get some whatever. I'm like, why are you involved with a meal? (laughs) 
but he is distracting. But you, I'm telling you, what's going to happen though? When you come back to here, your mind will be renewed from within because you have the teacher within. The word of God is written in your heart. The word from God is written in the Bible. But the word made flesh is in your heart. And when you return to that, it starts to renew you from within. The kingdom of heaven is within. God said the kingdom of heaven is at hand, is within. Go within and live from that kingdom. The Holy Spirit is there. He will renew and teach you all things. So that's how you'll be, your mind will be renewed. Nobody that reads the Bible has a renewed mind. They have a crazy mind. They really have a crazy mind. It's not logical. So you will be renewed from within. That makes sense? Yes, it does. But people don't trust that because they've been, at the moment they pop out of their mother's womb, they're being taught, go to church, read the Bible, say thank you, say hi, say goodbye, say this, and then you go to school. You're taught everything. So you forget the teacher within. And now you're relying on the world to teach you. You're not an independent person. You have the spirit to teach you all things, but you got to return to it from within. Isn't it nice? Uh huh. You have one last word you want. Yeah. And you just hit it on the nail. So basically, that's what I was saying from the beginning. Oh, okay. That uh, you see, because every since you've been up there, I've been hearing you quote scriptures. Okay, so it's important. For you to know the word of God. I don't know the Bible. No, but I'm saying you've been quoting scripture, so you know something. They stuck for some reason. Huh? They just give it to me to know. Amen. But you had to, you had, whether you listened or whether you read the Bible on your your own, you're quoting oh, scriptures. Let me ask you a so, short question because yes. of time. And this young man, he want yes. to ask me a question. Do you think if you never read the Bible that you would know right from wrong? You you can know right from wrong. Give me an answer to that. Yes okay, or no? I'm, I'm Do you, you think if you never read the Bible, would you know right from wrong? If you never read the Bible, will you know right from wrong? Yes. Um. Not entirely. What do you mean, not entirely? Not entirely. A kid. Is that a yes or no? That that's that's a. Will you know right from wrong? No. no. Will you know right from wrong? No. You would not know right from wrong if you not never read the Bible. Well, you took, want me to make it short. I'm telling you, not entirely. Because some of your, on your own intellect, you might say that's right and it might be wrong. According I won't to say the that on my own intellect. That's why I said. I don't trust my that's own. That's why you said if you never read the Bible, I say no. I, because now if you're trusting in the Lord, then you would know right according to the word of God. But if, you never, if, you, if you're never interested in reading the the word of God, you won't know the truth. Okay, but the truth. Let me do this, free. and I got to end. Yes, there's nothing wrong with reading the Bible. Do not read the Bible to remember. Let it go in one ear and out the other, and put it down, and it will be revealed to you. Otherwise, Satan is interpreting the Bible for you, supported by the preachers who are of their father, the devil, and it makes you think you know the truth, and you don't. That's why nothing changes in, inside of you because you don't know the truth. You know about the truth, but you don't know the truth. Let me let him have it. Yes, sir. This is your first time here. Yes. What's your name? Sergio. I'm glad you came, buddy. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, my question is, uh, how can you forgive somebody when they're already dead? That's if, a good question. Or if they're never there. Yeah. In your life? You know, uh, get the, get the, tell the boy to come back and sit until the girl's done with the bathroom. 
Um, is there someone you need to forgive? Yeah, so you want to forgive somebody, but their mom, your dad is already. Oh, do you dead. you need to forgive your parents? Are they dead? I believe so. Yeah. The other dead. They're dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's what I recommend: get to know yourself, and you're going to see how you have no control over anything. You're being controlled by the spirit of anger. You you know you're up and down emotionally. You say and do things to people that you regret. And you wish you didn't do it, and then you end up doing it again. Well, that's the spirit that was in your parents. And you become like them, right? Especially like your mother. And your mother could not help herself. Her mother did it to her. And so when you get to see that you cannot help yourself, and you wouldn't want to be hated and judged for that, likewise, it will cause you to forgive your mother and father. That makes sense? Yeah, uh, but like you say, you have to go in person, and you don't have to, I mean, this already, they're already dead, so you just go and Right, if they're dead, you can't go to them, yeah, so. Just go and right. and say it. You just realize silence. that you can't help yourself, and your parents didn't make a baby just to be cruel to it. Yeah. They had issues that they had not worked out. They had unforgiveness in their heart, so they recreated you in their image. They didn't mean to do that. And so forgive them, and then God will forgive you, and it'll be done. Yeah, and also do my silent prayer. Are you doing that yet? No. Yeah, it's on the website. Sit still and do the silent prayer. All right? Thank you. Okay. Uh, Any questions? This is your first time. Do you have any other questions for me? No. So your father and mother are dead? Yeah. How old are you? 34. Oh, you look younger. Yeah. Not that 34 is old. My mom passed away when I was 15, so I was younger. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. But yeah, get to know yourself, and God will cause you to forgive them. All right. All right. Wow. That was fun. We like totally overtime, and I'm going to be yelled at by the operators. Mark, you had a question or something? No. Okay, so let me tell you what I was going to do. And if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise, I'll do it next Sunday. I was having this conversation with a, a person I know who's been in business for a long time, right? And he was talking to me yesterday about his business. And his, his business is not moving well. It's not going very well at all. And that he can't go forward. So he was asking me yesterday, well, just how are you able to uh, move your business forward? And I'm not able to. He said he doesn't have the finance. And he said that things did not go as he planned. You know how people tell you to have a plan for your business, five-year plan or whatever kind of plan? And he said, things didn't go the way I planned it to go, and I'm stuck. How are you able to do it? And, it? and it registered to me that I never had a plan. I've never had a plan. I don't know how to run a business. But yet I had a janitorial service because I couldn't afford to do a... Uh, comp- I was in computers at one time, and I wanted my own business. So I looked at ways of doing it, and the cheapest way to do it without money was to open up a janitorial service. Had never done that before, but I made a little sign, came up with a little name, and I put my flyers out there. People would ask me to do a job. I would get a deposit, do the job, rent the equipment, do the job, and then get the money and put it back into the business. I never had a plan, right? And then uh, seven years went by, and I ended up with seven full-time employees. It was mind-blowing. And along the way... There were people being put in my pathway to answer whatever questions that I needed at the time. I wasn't thinking ahead. I was living at the time in the moment and doing what I need to do, right? 
Because this friend of mine said he didn't have any money to move forward. I'm like, use what you have, you know. And I remember when I wanted to do business, clean businesses, I had no idea how to write a contract. And so I asked, I, I went to this insurance company. They were looking for a janitorial service. And I said to the man, I would like to clean your building, but I don't know how to do a contract. I mean, agreement thing, whatever. He said, oh, no problem. I'll give you an example. I'll let you have a copy of one I have from the last company. And from that, I learned how to write co- uh, contracts with businesses. And, and seven years went by. I had seven full-time employees, right? And then I decided to start Bond. It came to me to start this organization 28 years ago. And so I sold the business. And people were like, nobody's going to buy your business. Who wants a janitorial service, right? And so I looked at the, the money that I had put into it, I, and I put the word out, I want to sell it. And I had so many people wanting to buy it. And so I cut it in half, the contracts in half, and sold it to two different people and made buku money. I was like, wow, this is nice. And then I started bond. And since doing bond, I don't have a plan. God will work it out. All he needs for you to do is live in the moment with him. Don't do what the world say do. The world say have a plan. Now you're going to go out making up a plan, stressing yourself out, and still not going to make it. And if you do make it, you're empty. You have no love. So I, I have more to add to that. But I want you to think about it. Joel started his business, and you're going to talk about it next Sunday. I was going to have him come up. He's working because he's a part of our Entrepreneur Academy. We have an academy where we're teaching young men how to start a business. We have a credit union where we loan them the money, and, and then they pay back because they don't have money. But we're showing them how to just live in the present and run your business, and he's having an amazing time. Isn't that right? right. And when Satan tried to get to him, he'd be tripping. I'm like, come back to God, boy, because he's like looking ahead. Don't look ahead. That's a trick of the devil. There is no such thing as past or future. The only thing that exists is right now. So I want to encourage you to do the silent prayer. Get to know yourself so that you can overcome. All right? So you can wake up. And God, you've got to see that he's with you. And everything that you want to do will be done. It's going to be amazing. All right? So do the prayer. And those people, like the young girl here, what's your first name? Michaela, I should know her name. I've been known her since then. She used to be my friend. She used to love me. Now she's angry. She hates me. Isn't that something? And that's why you can't trust angry people. They'll switch on you. Just like that. And they can't help it. She can't help it. She's in darkness now. But she hates the person that she used to love. And that's why you never trust an angry person. I don't care if it's your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, or the sister in the alley. Don't trust an angry person. All right, they out they turn on you because their nature is that of the devil. That don't mean you can't be you know friendly and all that. Don't hold anything personal. I'm not upset at her. I realize she's falling into darkness now. I blame her parents for it, but as she gets older, she got to overcome it. She's gonna catch hell. She's gonna catch exactly what her parents went through and even worse because there's no love and anger. And so don't try to force anyone to change. If they want to live that way, let them live. wish them well. But be careful not to hang around. Because it's not good to hang around even too long. It'll destroy you. All right? So, announcement. We've gone way over. Bill, I'm sorry. I was wrong. 
See how mean he looks? That's my engineer. Look at him. Who want to go up against that? <laughs> but uh, don't forget to donate. We need your offering. We have books and stuff for sale. Uh, Happy Fourth of July is coming up Wednesday. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. If you need counseling. And for all the new people here, I'm glad you all came. Make sure to see Cheryl before you leave here and give her your 411. Uh, yeah. Any other announcement, Ernest? Oh, yeah. We are having the men's forum this Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, it's the first Thursday every month for men only, third Thursday for ladies only. So we will be having a meeting. All right. And feel free to come. All right. So thank you all for tuning in and thank you all for coming. I appreciate it.